0: In this episode, we're going to talk with a marketing expert who helps business owners have anxiety-free marketing. We're going to find out how to position yourself as an expert on LinkedIn, get clients without aggressive selling, make a real difference with your work, and a whole lot more. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lane and I'm joined today by one of our CFOs, Oscar Duran. We along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. And my guest today is a marketing coach who helps business owners make a difference by marketing themselves without anxiety. Her name is Sarah Santa Croce and can be found at com, And don't worry, we'll put the link in the show notes. Sarah, I can't wait to dive in. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Adam and Mossberg. I'm so honored to be here and happy to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we're so, excited.
0: yeah, I mean, this is going to be an exciting episode. So before we dive in, tell us who you are and, and why you started working with business owners.
1: Mm, yeah. So, as we kind of discussed offline uh before we hit record, I'm based in Switzerland, born and raised. So that's always kind of a, like, ooh, Swiss made, you know? <laughs> it's like this, this label on me. Um yeah, so I grew up in Switzerland. Um I speak English because my husband, uh whom I met traveling uh around Europe, um he's Canadian and as Americans and Canadians often do, they go traveling around Europe. And so that's where we met. We met in Barcelona, Spain. And so I've just gotten used to speaking English uh, at home. Our two boys speak English. And actually in 2010, he, so he was over here. He joined me here in Switzerland. And then in 2010, uh, we were both kind of fed up with the rainy summers. And he's like, hey, I just got a job offer in California. Do you want to go? I'm like, duh, yes, please. <laughs> and so we moved to California and I had to kind of quit my day job in marketing here. And uh, and that's where this entrepreneurial journey started over there in, in California. And um, it was like in the middle of the kind of still the beginnings of of social media and so i started uh, yeah really bathing in that uh, in that uh, industry and and using social media for my own uh, creating my own business and then i thought well if i can do that i can probably help business owners do the same and so that's how this all got started and so what was your first
0: product or service that you used social media to to market for
1: What I wanted to start out as is a virtual assistant. So I uh, heard, you know, that was kind of still very new back then. And so I was like, well, I can do that because I needed a a kind of a location independent business because at the time we didn't know, are we going to move back to Switzerland? Are we going to go? My husband was talking about Singapore at one point. So I'm like, well, I need you know something location independent, and and so what came to mind is this virtual business. Um, and so that's what I use to, you know, so I use social media to kind of create buzz around um, my services. Yeah,
2: and I think yeah, you know, Sarah, like you talk a lot about uh, making a difference. I'm kind of curious how how you applied that to when you started doing this uh, venture for yourself. Like, how did you figure out? that's what I want to do, or like, that's what I feel like it's making a difference?
1: Mm, yeah, such a good question. I think to be, to be very honest, it mm-hmm. came later. Like this, this thing about making a difference came mm-hmm. much later when I, um you know, much later, probably like five years into the adventure. And I started to think, well, who do I really want to work with? And where can I uh, make an impact? And and that's when this idea about, you know, making a difference and wanting to work with other people who want to make a difference really became much clearer. In the beginning years, as you probably know, it's, it's mainly just, you know, let's get this business started. And, and so it's sometimes not so much about you know, being very strategic about who you work with. You just need clients in the first two years. Um, but but yeah, then later I started to really become much more picky about who I want to work with, how I can help them make an impact with their clients, and so on.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, I think we see that a lot, Adam and I, across companies, is a lot of people do get into a business because either they're passionate about it or... Um, whatever other reason it is. And then I think there's like a balance I have to determine is um, I need to run a business, but at the same time, uh, I want to make a difference in what I'm doing. Like just to give you an example, one company that uh, I support or work with is they're all about giving back to community and environmentally friendly, which is, you know, I think it's very important to know that balance.
1: Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. And And when I saw the name of your podcast, I was like, Yeah, that's, you know, profit is great, but um, Mm -hmm. it's funny because I was just um, getting ready for a uh, interview actually with Jeff Frum, who wrote The Purpose Advantage. And so what he's saying is, yeah, profit is great, but I think it's really time to add this other P of purpose. And I think you guys would agree, right? It's like, yeah, of course we want to make profit. And that's sometimes in the early years, maybe, you know, that takes over uh, everything because we're just struggling to make profits. But then later on, the purpose becomes just so much more important. I think also for the conscious customer today, they are actually looking for companies who are not just in it for the profit, but who are also in it for the purpose.
0: I mean, I, I totally agree I, The a business should have purpose. You should be on the mission to do something. But it's, uh, it's a heck of a lot easier to carry out your mission and impact more people if you're profitable. Because if you're not right. profitable, you go out of business and nothing. You
1: happens. need both. Yeah, yeah, you need both. And I think, unfortunately, often the ones that are only driven by purpose, they don't make it because they're not focused on being profitable. And and so there needs to be a balance between Absolutely. the two. Absolutely.
0: Um, so you're an expert in marketing, but on your, on your website, you use the term anxiety-free Marketing. So, can you mm-hmm. tell us what you mean by that? And then, sort of, what are the mistakes that people make with marketing or, or specifically with anxiety free marketing?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, this thing started out when I uh, talked to all these entrepreneurs, and I, what I heard over and over again was, I hate marketing. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not what I want to do. I want to just do what I'm good at um, and not worry about marketing. And so I realized that there was a lot of anxiety when it came to putting themselves out there, putting uh, like marketing their business. And so that's where this term anxiety-free marketing came up. And the second question you asked, well, what are they, what are the mistakes or what are they doing wrong is, is first of all, already, I think if you go in it with anxiety, then you're probably not bringing your whole self to your marketing. And you're always kind of looking around what everybody else does. And you're using all these cookie cutter approaches that you see other big marketing gurus use. And it just doesn't work because it's not going to resonate with your ideal clients because they can tell this kind of sounds fake or hypey or pushy and so that's where this idea of um, just letting go and giving yourself permission to mar- to do marketing your way the way it feels good to you and and that means maybe not doing a webinar if even though everybody tells you you have to do a webinar or that means you know using more empathy in your marketing really putting yourself into your customers shoes and and, and not using these traditional marketing techniques like false urgency or or hypey pushy stuff.
2: And I think too, um, like, and I want to know more about just kind of like using a. I know you mentioned a lot too about a niche market. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how can you use right? you know, combination of the, the marketing piece and then being in the right niche market? Or why is it important to have a, a niche market, I guess, to be more specific?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this whole um, conversation about niching or not niching. Um, yeah. I just re- recently recorded a podcast on that because I somehow... So what I did, I definitely found uh, a niche, which is LinkedIn marketing, right? I was like, okay... I did what everybody told me and created my niche. And yes, it's been a good position and it worked for me. However, what I noticed is, is just because you now have a niche doesn't necessarily mean that uh, everybody's going to be your ideal client um, in that niche. Right. Um, So what I think now is that Yes, you can find a niche, and it can be a specific person, but it can also be a specific topic, just like LinkedIn. And to take that further, I think what we need to do now, and that kind of comes back with the to the purpose discussion, is is actually make our worldview or our values our niche, and that again, um, bringing more of those values into our marketing, so that not only are we saying yes, I am, uh, you know, a LinkedIn marketer, there's thousands of other LinkedIn marketers, but I'm saying I'm a LinkedIn marketer and I have these certain values, meaning I don't do lead generation. I don't um, do automation because I think that's against my ethics. And so bringing more of those values into your marketing and, and finding your niche that way, that's, I think, the only way forward.
0: So
2: very interesting. Thank you. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Let's stay on the topic of LinkedIn. So, who who is LinkedIn for, and who is LinkedIn not for? Like, how do you know it should be in your niche?
1: Yeah, let's start by saying who who it's not for. So, it's not typically for um, people in the. I call them personal goods, like anything that you would buy in a leisure situation, like um, holidays, uh, pedicures, massages, um, you know, hair cutting. All of these kind of personal things, and probably not a good fit for for LinkedIn. Um, any kind of creative thing, like you know, you're probably better off on Etsy or or Facebook or or Instagram. Um, LinkedIn is a a good platform for um, professionals. Um, So anything that kind of is in the B2B range. And often people, though, get confused by this term B2B because they think business to business also that means like bigger businesses. But it's not true. As a solopreneur, you are also... um, actually uh, doing business with other business owners. So B2B can also mean business owner to business owner. So we're not creating relationships with companies. We're creating relationships with the people in the company, right?
2: And would you recommend someone who, let's say, is just starting off their company or has a small business to also have like a company LinkedIn page? I I, kind of listened to some of your podcasts on this. And I know you talked about that and the importance of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yes, I always recommend to create a company page, uh, just because you own that space on LinkedIn and and on Google. It's referenced on Google. Um, it looks more professional if you have a company page. However, for so if we're talking about a solopreneur, I I usually tell them the people your ideal clients. They don't care about your business. They don't care about the name of your business. Who they do care about is you as the business owner. So you're much better off using LinkedIn as the person, and people want to connect with you. Nowadays, it's very hard to get people interested in a company. We don't care about companies so much anymore. We care about people.
2: That's a very interesting look. I I really have, you know, didn't really think about it that way, but it's very true. Uh, I think we do want that connection that there's someone behind the brand uh,
1: exactly. to
2: make that like you know personal touch or like feeling like I really want to be invested into this company right because yeah. I know there's a person behind it
0: mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing, what do you what separates successful business owners from those that always seem to struggle?
1: I think the the ones that are successful have a different mindset. So to me, the differentiator is the mindset um, and it's the mindset of, you know, finding solutions of, you know, being in a positive mindset and, and also kind of animating, emanating this positive energy. I talk a lot about energy in terms of, you know, what you put into your business as energy, but also people can feel if you are coming to a sales conversation with this pushy needy kind of you know energy where people are like wow you know she really needs this client today and and that puts people off like so desperation. <laughs> yeah exactly and and that's kind of scarcity mindset um, that's what i think makes the difference if you go in with an abundance mindset and you collaborate with competitors and you you know have conversations with clients and you think well if it's not today then maybe this person will buy from me in a year from now and that's all good that's what i think makes the difference
2: and i think that's a good point like just to give an example um, we think about like car salesmen sometimes they can be very Mm -hmm. pushy and and salesy right Um, but you see a lot of these newer companies um, like carvana or like other services that will You don't have to deal with that. That's the price. And you can try the car for 30 days. And if you don't like it, you just, you return the car and it goes back onto the lot. Um, But I think that's a very interesting point you make um, because we see it happening. You know, we don't want to be pushed very salesy technique.
1: No. And I think nobody wants to be sold to. And yet there's still so many people that are are still constantly selling, right? Because that's what we're taught
2: to Mm -hmm. do. Very good point.
0: Yeah. So if, if, if nobody wants to be sold to, what, what should you do instead?
1: Mm, we should serve instead. Um, so marketing and, and building relationships with people is all about serving. Because nowadays, the conscious customer is so much more... Um, let's just say he's so much more smart than he used to be because he has all this information online. And um, if we're constantly selling, he actually gets put off um, by our approach. And so all we have to do is serve and he will make the decision. It's no longer up to the, the, the salesman to push the decision on to the buyer it's the buyer has all the info and he will make the decision so it's all about serving
0: Uh, that's Mm -hmm. a very good point so you have a tool on your website called the one-page marketing plan Uh you mentioned the the seven p's Mm -hmm. so so what is this what what is the one-page marketing plan
1: um what i created is I started out from the seven P's of marketing. So that's, um, you know, didn't reinvent the wheel that has existed for a long time. And what I did is look at those seven P's and say, why um, are we always uh, focused so much on the customer? Like this has been the talk from all these marketing gurus. It's like create customer centric marketing. And I agree to a certain point. But where the anxiety comes in is is that we are too much focused on this customer and we don't pay attention to ourselves first. What do we want for this business? We want to have a joyful business. We want to work with customers that are fun and easy to work with. And so I kind of reversed the model and said, well, what if we started with ourselves? And that starts with figuring out what our passion or our purpose is. So really, understanding well what is it that had me start this business? Why do I um, even you know bother? Why do I run a business? And then going into finding out more about our values, our worldview, all of that, and then only then are we ready to actually focus on our people. So because if we do it this way, then we actually find people that we resonate with because they now know who we are, and we can attract the right kind of people. So that's what the one-page marketing plan helps you do. It helps you bring more of you into your marketing so that you resonate with the right kind of clients.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Because the four... I mean, everybody or, or a lot of people have heard of the four P's. The, mm-hmm. uh, P, the product, price, promotion, and uh, what's the third one? What's the fourth one?
1: um product price promotion and um probably physical or yeah i mean mean, there's there's the different versions there's the seven p's and the and the four p's some sometimes they overlap sometimes they don't um but but yeah maybe the one that you refer to included the still the physical um kind of um what do they call it signing so because back in the days we had more brick and mortar businesses. So that was really important, like you know, branding cool. Cool. and signage and all of that, which yeah. now with our online businesses okay. is not important anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, the fourth one I was thinking of was place. But you okay. add yeah. uh, your seven is is in addition to those, you add passion, which mm-hmm. you just talked about starting with yourself. Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? Your personal power, people, and then you also add partnership.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new one I added. So before in the seven piece, it was process that last one. And, you know, process is kind of like user friendliness and all of that is still important. But what I noticed while running this program in with three beta groups um. What we realized is that partnership is nowadays so much more important. So collaboration between small business owners and other entrepreneurs and, you know, bringing that into our marketing, because if we all just kind of do our little thing in our, you know, by ourselves, it's very hard to grow. You, you can grow much faster if you collaborate with other people. And, and so I think that that idea of partnership or collaboration is very important nowadays.
0: No, that makes sense.
1: Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. So anybody listening, where
0: can they find you to, to learn more about your marketing plan, and more about LinkedIn or anxiety-free marketing? <laughs> yeah. Sounds very nice. Where can people learn more about you?
1: Well, you mentioned the marketing plan, so that's at com forward slash one, the number one page. Um, and my website is Saracen and it, And I always, uh, I'm always happy to hear from people on LinkedIn. Um, I always add that they should personalize the invitation. So just tell me that you've listened to us on the podcast so I know who you are. I think that's maybe a good last tip on LinkedIn. It's really about building relationships. And yeah. often uh, people still forget that they when they connect with someone, they should always personalize the invitation, and take a minute to explain why you're sending out the connection request. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. it's all about building trust. And uh, your website is s a r a h s a n t a c r o c e dot com, and we'll put That's that right. in the show notes. Well, thank you. Uh, I would like to thank Sarah for being here today. And if you would like to see if Sarah can help you with the marketing your business, feel free to reach out to her on our website or on LinkedIn. Um, And of course, I'll put all her information in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be make more profit than last year and turn that into cash that you get to keep. Have a wonderful rest of your day. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at thecfoproject.com slash video.